Hey guys, it's your friend Ashley Nicole Kirkwood, founder of Mobile General Counsel and the host of the Currency of Confidence, the podcast that teaches you how to level up your confidence and use it to increase your revenue in your business and or professional life. Today's topic is a hot one and one that you all have been asking for. It is all about how to get yourself in the press. So you all know that I'm a lawyer, you know that I'm a professional speaker, I travel all around the world to do that and it's great fun, but my business really changed once I started getting myself in the press. Specifically, I've been named to Crane Chicago Business 20 in their 20s list, had features in the American Lawyer, the Chicago Citizen, I was on the cover of that, and then I recently, uh, last year started, I think it was last year, yeah, last year started being a legal correspondent on The Jam, so I go on television and talk about hot cases like the R. Kelly's case, the Jesse Smollett case, and give my legal opinion on those matters, and essentially, the way those came about was not because I hired some big shot publicist or spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars or any money really developing these snazzy press relationships. It was simply because I developed a way to pitch myself to the press. I was focused on it and it's something that you too can do for your business and professional life and it will yield you great results. What do I mean by results? The first speaking engagement that I ever received, the very first one that I ever received for pay, for big pay, like four-figure pay, was as a direct result from me being in the press. So it is beneficial to your business and your professional life. So I want to talk about how you can get yourself in the press. Okay, it's cool that I did it, but who cares? You're here to figure out how you can do it too. And I'm telling you, you can do it. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is you have to develop an outstanding pitch. The first way you get yourself in the press is you pitch. No surprise there. But what do you include in a pitch to really make it outstanding and get the attention of media personalities and people who can help give you that million dollar um, stage for you to present on and share your ideas on. It starts with an outstanding pitch. So let's talk about some of the things that you can do to make your pitch truly outstanding. One, keep in mind that the people that you are pitching get pitched all the time, okay? But also keep in mind that they need actual content. So if you deliver an outstanding pitch, and when you deliver an outstanding pitch, you are making their job easier. Who is the they? Now, if it's for television, traditionally, it'll be a producer, either the executive producer or junior producer, someone who helps to create the content of the actual television show that you're pitching to be on. If it is a media person, it could be a writer. It could be an editor. It will be someone that helps to get that content over the finish line. And there's two ways. I'm going to talk first about print media. There's two ways that you can be in print media. One, you could be featured, right? I've been featured in Crane's Chicago Business 20 in their 20s. That was a feature. I didn't write that feature. But the second way is you can be a contributor yourself. A lot of different news outlets actually need people who can create um, content for them. And so if you have a strong opinion on a topic that's relevant to that particular paper, what you would be doing is you would actually pitch an article that you wrote to them. And the way that pitch would read maybe something like this. You would have in your subject line a question. 
for me, I just wrote for XO Nicole, a popular blog, and in the subject line, it may have read something like, woman leaves six-figure salary to launch her own law firm due to discrimination. Any interest? Question mark. And within the body of that, it's a short summary of the piece that I wrote, which was all about why working twice as hard is not enough. And in the body, it's only three or four sentences. Hey, I wrote the attached piece. It covers why working twice as hard as an African-American woman is not enough. Bit of background about me. I was the only African-American woman at one of the largest law firms in the nation, but I left my close to $300,000 salary to be a full-time entrepreneur because I was sick of being the only one. And thus, I know firsthand why working twice as hard simply is not enough. Any interest in publishing this in your particular publication? Now, it took them months to get back to me, maybe even three months, but they inevitably got back to me. One of the editors um, read the article. I think it was the assistant editor. And she was like, this would be great to publish in in our paper. Are you still interested in publishing it with us? And I said, yes. Now, I didn't get paid for that, that particular feature, but the exposure was great. The exposure of that blog was hundreds of thousands of people that I know that I didn't otherwise have access to. And so it made sense for my brand. And they even allowed me to pitch my law firm services within my bio. So it's, it was a really great opportunity. It's a win-win. It's a national brand. And so it helped build my credibility before an audience I otherwise would not have access to. That was great. Similarly, There are papers that are looking for people to write opinion pieces. And depending on the paper, this is very, very important. Depending on the paper, the pitch process may vary. Some papers want you to attach the full article. Others want you to just simply pitch the idea in a couple hundred words, send it to the editor and see if they respond. Some will never respond. And so it's vital that no matter whether they respond or not, you continue to pitch your ideas, okay? So that's for print, and that's specifically if you would like them to republish something that you've published, like you want to do an op-ed or an an op-ed, which is an opinion piece. But let's talk about how you get in the paper when you want them to feature you. Two key things to consider. One, you can have a paper feature your unique story, but you have to have an angle. For example, I was on the front page of the Chicago Citizen. They wrote an entire article on um, on my business and what I had going on and the launch of my podcast. And they took the angle of woman, South Suburban woman leaves six figure job to launch um, her business. And that was great. But if there, there's another option as well, you can actually have, you can apply to be on one of those lists. So if you've seen Forbes 30 under 30 or Cranes 20 in their 20s or 40 under 40, all of those lists traditionally have applications. Now, if you're a celebrity, they may reach out to you and want to get you on the list. But for the rest of us regular folk, okay, we apply to the, be on these lists and or we are nominated. We have someone nominate us. And sometimes there's a fee attached to the application. So I don't want you to see that and say, oh, this isn't legit. No, most of them have, the the bigger ones, have fees affixed to the actual application process. It shouldn't be exorbitant. I think $99 was the one, the fee that Cranes has, because they use these papers not only to recognize um, emerging leaders, but they also use them as fundraising tools. I mean, paper, print papers are uh, you know, by most reports somewhat struggling, so this is a great way for them to stay relevant and get some 
revenue back into their business, whether they feature you or not. So you can apply to be on a list. But in that application, in that application, you want to make sure that you think of things that are not only interesting, but quantifiable. So if you're someone who started your business at 18 and grew it to six figures in two years, great. That's a good angle to take. If you're someone through your nonprofit that served over 500 students, great. That's uh, an angle to take. But you want to make sure if you're applying to be on these lists that you have numbers. Because typically, not only is there an application, but there's an interview. And at the interview, they're going to want to know what are these numbers? Because the numbers, especially for business publications, people who are business people, they don't want to talk about, you know, these feel good, soft skills that you have. They want to hear about your results, your quantifiable, numerically um, evidenced results. So you want to have a list of your stats ready to go. So when you see these um, articles that are titled woman leaves six figure job and starts seven figure company, that's more appealing than woman leaves her job to start a company. Do you see how one would be more appealing than the other? I'm sure you do. Cause no one, I mean, woman leaves her job to start a company. Okay, great. Is it a, is it a emerging company? Is the, what the, what does the company do? You know, what's interesting about that story. So you want to make sure you're drafting your application in a way that makes them inquisitive about your journey, but impressed by your results. Okay. So you want them to be inquisitive about your journey and impressed by your results. What does that mean? If you have a journey, one that means one that shows that you came out of extreme poverty to reach success, or you are a first generation student and yet you graduated from Harvard with your PhD, that they're going to be inquisitive about that. Like, how did you do that? What happened? And not only will they be inquisitive, but so will their readers. Okay. So you want to make sure they're inquisitive about your journey, but they're impressed with your results. They're impressed with the fact that you have this degree. They're impressed with the fact that you've built your business to seven figures. They're impressed with your accolades. And no matter who you are, depending on positioning, and this goes back to branding, you can position yourself um, based on your experience. Most people can at, at least. Most people at least have the experiences that people would be inquisitive or impressed with. They just don't always know how to present those experiences. And that's where branding experts come in, hiring a coach, doing a pick your brain session with someone who's done this before. Happy to do one with you. Um, if that's something you're interested in, you can find that information out on my website. So you want to make sure, and that's the ashleynicoleshow.com. You want to make sure that they are inquisitive about your journey, but impressed with your results. So that's the that's the application piece of it. If you're going to apply to be on a list of some sort. But what if you want to be on television? Okay, how do you start that process? Well, one, you are going to be pitching to producers. Okay, you're going to be pitching to the television shows producers and you can get their email most times by calling. This is going to trip some people out. I remember the first time I did this with Fox News, I really just called, said, hey, I'm interested in in pitching a story for the morning news segment. Who would be the best producer to speak with? They gave me the name, transferred me to their voicemail, but before doing so, gave me the email address of the person that I should be speaking with. I got that email and I pitched them. Did I hear back? No. Will I pitch again? Absolutely. And that that goes to a whole nother thing of even if you have an exceptional pitch, sometimes you don't hear back. You have to keep pitching. Keep 
pitching. And to the degree that you can, try to meet the producers. Follow them on Instagram. Figure out what events they go to that you can conveniently bump into them at. And not pitch, but get to know them. Start building a rapport with them. Like, hey, I think I sent you an email um, pitching a particular story. I know you're so busy, but it's, it's an honor to meet you. I love the work that you do on the station. Just wanted to shake your hand. So that you can start building a rapport with these people. Put a face to a name. Do you mind if I email you again? Could we do, you know, a five-minute call about X, Y, and Z? You know, you want to, before you though, but before you ask them for something, you want to give something of value. So what do producers need? Content. What are they interested in? Breaking news. What can you send them? Potentially a new article or if you've like, I've read 15 pieces on this particular story, but I haven't seen anyone report it like this. Send them a link to those articles that are unique or different that could potentially make their job easier. And then at the end, if it's relevant to your particular topic, hey, do you want anyone to come on and opine about this? If you are an expert in a particular field, you're a branding expert, you're a legal expert, and you can pitch them something that is not only relevant to what's trending, then that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Add value. And then maybe at the end of your email, you're like, hey, just thought you may be interested in this article. Do you all want someone to come on tomorrow and do a recap of that particular article or of this particular topic? I'm happy to do so. Here's my cell in case you need someone last minute. All of that makes their jobs easier. It makes their jobs easier. You'll become the go-to. You come in prepared. You're ready to work. You're there early. You do what you have to do to be successful. And then boom, you may end up being their go-to expert on a particular field. Now, what do you say in these in your initial email? Let's say you don't have that rapport yet. You don't know the producer. This is your first time reaching out. Your first step was to call and get the email. You got the email. Now, what do you say? Okay, this is where a lot of people get confused. Subject line. I recommend starting off with a question. Starting off with a question. Say, opinion on R. Kelly case. Interview shows he's guilty. Says, sign, uh, says, body language expert, any interest on covering the story, question mark. That will get them to open the email more often than not. And if you are the preeminent expert on that or you have something interesting to contribute to the conversation, then boom, now you're on air, you're talking about it, you can become the preeminent expert on that. And you want to start off in the subject line with the question in the body, say, I see that you all have covered the R. Kelly case for the past three weeks. My opinion differs from the expert you've had on in the following ways. Here are some talking points I would have discussed were I on the show. And then you just have three to five bullets of interesting talking points that maybe the show hasn't considered or maybe the show has considered, but you have a different take or opinion on. I think bullets are great. Two to three sentences summing up why you're emailing them. And then you could say, for more information about me, go here. Include a link to your website. Or you can say, I attach my media kit. But you may want to assume that they have not Um, that they're not going to go to your website. They're not going to look at your media kit because they may not know you. They're very busy people. So you want the first couple of sentences to draw them in and you want those bullets to be clear, concise, on point. And then if you have any experience doing this, you may want to put a one line in there Previously, I've served as a correspondent for the following networks or something of that nature if you have that experience. But if not, but if not, because everyone starts somewhere and I originally had never um, done this at one point and so everyone has a first email. And you send that email off. How do you get that email to be read? Now, here's where a little research comes in and some networking comes in. When it comes to TV in particular, because that's like a glorified spot, you want to find out if you know anyone who's been on the show or if there is anyone 
who is a little more accessible, who may have connections to the show. So go on LinkedIn, see if there's any common connections and say, would you mind sharing my pitch with the producer? I've sent it over, but you're connected with them. It'd be great if you could share it. All of those things are extraordinarily helpful when you're getting your pitch across. So your TV pitch is going to be different oftentimes than your pitch for you to be on um, or to be in a print paper, but it's similar in that it needs to draw them in. They need to be curious about what you have to say. You want to be clear that you know their audience. And a pro tip that I received from reading Ariva Martin's book um, called Make It Rain, which is all about pitching television stations, is that you want to watch the station that you're pitching to be on so that you can mirror the um so that you can mirror the actual content of or the language of the station. So if it's a young, fun-loving station, that's how you want your language to be. If it's a more serious news station like CNN, that's how you want your language to be. But in any event, everyone wants, everyone wants, um, everyone wants to have content and good content and having an expert only bolsters that station's credibility. So do not approach this from a standpoint of I'm so needy, I need them. Approach it from a standpoint of I have something to offer to you and I'm just presenting it. Approach it from a powerful position because you don't want to send a pitch like I would be so honored to be on your station if you would have me, please, please let me on. No, 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 no. I have something to contribute. Your audience will benefit from this in the following ways. Here's more information about me. These are the three talking points I would have had on that particular topic. If you ever need an expert in subject X, please consider me. These are the talking points that I have. And you may want to have something just you know, couple of couple of sentences, again, keep it as short as you can, that says, for the future, I opine on these three topics, okay? So those are some things to consider, guys, when you're pitching television, but you wanna make sure, number one, that you have a really well-thought-out pitch, number two, that you're pitching the appropriate person, and I've told you all how you find these people for television, but for print media, you can actually go and look at the authors of particular articles and email them about being in that particular magazine and say, hey, would you mind putting me in touch with your editor? I want to write an article for the same um, section of the paper that you write for, or where can I find the editor's information? That's something that that's cool to do, but inevitably, you can typically go on most news outlets' website and find the editor's information for the particular section that you are pitching. You don't want to pitch everyone. You don't want to send a blanket email to everyone. You want to pitch someone for the actual section of the paper that you're interested in writing for and or being featured on. So please do keep that in mind. You want to pitch the right person. And then third, here's the third tip for pitching and getting your brand in the media. You have to keep pitching. Keep pitching. Because I've probably done 15 pitches and I've appeared on television maybe five times, five or six times. So that means the majority of times, even producers that I have relationships with have said, no, we don't we don't need that particular segment. But it doesn't mean they don't like you. It only means that they don't need that particular segment at that time. But you want to keep pitching so that you're top of mind. They know you're thoughtful. You're thinking about it. You're staying hot on the presses. You're doing what you need to do um, so that you can do the best that you can to present yourself as an expert and put your best foot forward. But I do hope these, these quick tips were helpful in terms of how you can get yourself in the press and some strategies 
ways to use in doing so. Um, and, and I, I want to hear, I want to hear what you all do with this information. It's one thing to learn it, another thing to actually do it. So here on the Currency of Confidence podcast, we get to work, okay? We hear the information, we implement it, we do everything we can to use it. And this is just another avenue to build your brand and build your confidence because as we discussed on the last episode, you saying you're great is cool, but other people saying you're great is even better. And if you're in the media, it gives you credibility that it's hard to buy, okay? So that's why pitching yourself to the press can be beneficial for your business. And as I said, my first paid speaking engagement did come from being in the press. So if you're in Chicago, I hope you'll join me at my event, Speak Your Way to Cash, where we'll talk more about pitching yourself to the media, how it can benefit your business, and what exactly you can do. We'll talk about landing paid speaking engagements, how to increase your business through professional speaking, what your speaking rates can be, all that fun stuff, all those questions that you all may be wondering, and specifically how to get money from college and corporate speaking, which is kind of where I am uh, situated as a professional speaker. Let me know if you ever need a speaker on confidence. Join us next time. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys. Join my email list by texting Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, to 66866. Again, it's Ashley at A-S-H-L-E-Y to 66866. Follow us on Instagram at The Currency of Confidence. Let me think. Let me know what you think about the episode. Like and review. Talk to you all soon. Can't wait to talk to you. Have a great day.